today's topic, the safety paradox. And I want to start with my day at the safety conference. This hypothetical and will certainly be an exaggerated scenario here. But I would invite you to think about conferences that you've been to before, especially those that have the expo halls where vendors come in and demonstrate some of their, their products. And imagine your agenda for today going something like this. You start and you go to the expo hall, you see the safety glove demonstration. And those things, for those of you that have seen them, they always blow my mind. I mean, you've got somebody that will take and put a glove on cut resistant glove, whatever you want to call it, safety glove. And they'll start, I've seen them crush wine glasses. I've seen people like take hypodermic needles and stab their hand, run knives across their hand, all sorts of crazy stuff. And they don't get hurt. And what you start to think is, wow, if I put those gloves on, I am invincible. I cannot hurt my hands. And then as we go through your day at the safety conference, think about the implication that then has for your safety, because decidedly you start to believe your hands are invincible. You start to work in such a manner that you believe your hands are invincible. Sooner or later, we may test those gloves beyond their limits. Same time at the safety conference, right? As this safety glove demonstration is ending, you look at the weather and you notice there's a chance of snow tomorrow back home. And you start to kind of wonder how your kids are going to get to school. But then an hour later, you get a phone call that school has been canceled for the day, even though the high is going to be 34 degrees or the low is going to be 34 degrees. Maybe we've experienced that. I'm not knocking the schools for that at all. This gets into understanding our responsibility for our own safety versus organizations such as schools or employers and those sort of things to take care of us and how that will ultimately present a safety uh, paradox. Fall protection. Great one, great products. And a lot like we talked about with safety gloves, but if you believe that you cannot fall while you are climbing, does that impact in sometimes a positive and in sometimes a negative way, how you climb and how we train people? FR clothing, it is, if you watch again, those demonstrations, uh, they, they put some clothing on a mannequin and then they light it on fire, basically. The clothing does its job. They remove it. The mannequin is unharmed. Now, the question then becomes, and it's an obvious answer, but would we rather be in an arc flash and need our FR clothing and hope it works that well? Or should we just prevent the arc flash from ever happening? Chaps, one of my favorite demonstrations when you go to the expo. I mean, literally somebody puts a pair of chaps on and they, some of them, depending on the manufacturer, the vendor or whatever, and the ones that claim they will stop the, the chain blade or the chain. And they will take the chainsaw and run it through against those chaps. And lo and behold, it stops the chain from turning and nobody gets hurt. So next time we get a chainsaw, are we really worried about our leg anymore? Or are we just going to count on those chaps to protect us? And then this hypothetical day at the safety conference goes on to the trip home when you're on the plane. And then we get into, okay, I'm vaccinated now, so I don't require a mask or I do. Well, all planes require a mask right now, but 
certain places, right? If you're vaccinated, you don't need the PPE, you don't have to social distance, these sort of things. The question there in terms of a safety paradox is, is defense in depth better or should we just use one? And then we get back home from, and, and in our rental car, we should have mentioned on the way to the airport, it had collision avoidance, meaning it keeps you in the lane, it keeps you from running into the back of somebody and you drive and there's obviously very positive safety impact of the fact that you can't hit anyone. But as we start to believe maybe that we're not gonna collide with anyone because our vehicle is so good, what does that do to our risk tolerance while we're driving? And worse yet, we had this rental car that had all these amazing safety features on. We're on the plane, that's a couple of hours through the airport, whatever. We get back in our personal vehicle that doesn't have any of those same collision avoidance systems and some of those safety features. And if we're still counting on those and our risk tolerance is still high because of those, we've probably got a pretty big problem. And so I introduced the concept of the safety paradox. And we'll talk about what a paradox is and explain that a little more. But right now for, for our discussion purposes, the paradox is you keep me safe. And then there's another statement, I keep me safe. And so when we refer to you, we're talking about things like, or groups like your employer is a you. Organizations, leadership, PPE, for sure, right? Because you is anything besides yourself, since even though we're using the word you, that keeps you safe. Employers, organizations, leadership, PPE, safety and health management systems, along with PPE, safety devices, You've got coworkers, protective equipment, manufacturers. Now there's a point we gotta make. You are not evil. You are not a bad thing. And as a matter of fact, you are very critical. But pick anything from the list, pick PPE, and ask the question, does there come a point where I'm relying so much on you that I become a danger to myself and others. Is there a point where we over-rely on PPE? Do we sometimes over-rely on our protective equipment? Do we sometimes trust so much the manufacturers and or make assumptions, right? Because we're getting ready to get on a ladder. We're real close, but we're just slightly over the weight limit for that ladder. But maybe we there's a safety factor built in. And the manufacturer's good, uh, maybe we're all right. Do we over-rely on you? And in thinking about other people brings to mind an incident investigation where there were some wrong tools involved being used, the availability bias kind of thing. And one of the people involved in the incident made the statement, someone should make sure we have the right tools for the job. Someone should make sure we have the right tools for a job. So the first half of the safety paradox is anything or anybody besides yourself that you rely on and that you need to keep you safe. All these things are important. And I can make the argument and thus the term and the paradox 
it's not possible for you yourself to work safely without all these things in place and without all them working like they should. But the problem is, I think in a lot of cases, they've gotten so good, we almost just forget about safety and let all this list of things on the U list, especially PPE safety devices and protective equipment, take the place of proper work methods, hazard identification, hazard control through the hierarchy of control, safety by design, defense in depth, the thing, and we don't need them anymore because we're protected and we gain a false sense of security. So think about all the things that are on that list of you, you keep me safe and contrast that then with, I keep me safe. I am responsible for my own safety. So we define who you is in terms of the coworkers, the employee, uh, the, the employers, organizations, PPE, those sort of things. Now I, I for our purposes today is, is the person performing a task. And I cannot stress enough that I should always work in a way that you are never needed. Now it's worth mentioning, you should be there. Let's take the FR clothing again. I should work in a way that there is never an arc flash and that I'm not exposed to any heat of that nature or any flames. But acknowledging that I'm not perfect, I should use you. That's why you is critical because I'm not there. Nobody's perfect, right? But you should always, I should always work in a way that you are never needed. Think about I skin wire with the proper tool, four-way strip or something like that. Therefore, I don't need you in the form of safety gloves. Doesn't mean I don't wear them. Always PPE, always use it, never need it. Another example, I could use work methods on energized equipment so the U of the FR clothing, as we said, never needed. Back to chaps, I operate a chainsaw so you don't come into play with body positioning and work methods, those sort of things. And so there is everywhere you go and almost any bulletin board or safety manual that you could look at probably says in some fashion, both statements, you are responsible for your own safety. I am responsible for me, but also that I am my brother's and my sister's keeper. And therein lies about. And so if we define, and it is a paradox as a self-contradicting statement, think about this example, compliance. When we think about safety, it just makes sense. And it is a very true statement. Compliance is a good thing, right? Well, it depends. Compliance means that we are conforming or complying, adhering to some expectation or standard. And when we talk about safety, probably one of the first standards that comes to our mind are performance standards like OSHA standards. And if you're familiar with those, you know that, that they say they are written to provide a minimum, minimum level of protection. So while that's good, that could also be a bad thing if that's where we stop. 
So just the statement, I think in terms of safety, when you say compliance is good, it is a paradox because it's almost self-contradicting. Compliance is good if it's the beginning. Compliance is bad. And I would even use the term, a term like horrible or terrible or, or, or an adjective of, of that nature if it's the end point and it's all we do and it's our goal. I'm responsible for safety. Absolutely a true statement. I'm responsible for my own safety. But especially in the workplace, the reality is I can't do it alone. I have coworkers. I have a culture that I work up, that I, that I work in, that I'm part of, that drives behavior. I have and or I do not have the protective equipment, the safety devices, the PPE that I need. So that in and of itself can be a self-contradicting statement, making it a paradox. And then I am my brother's and sister's keeper. Absolutely true and has to be true. But if everybody assumes that someone else is taking care of them, then are they actually taking care of themselves? And it therefore presents itself as a self-contradicting statement or a paradox. So a couple of key points about this. None of these statements that we're talking about are in competition or in conflict with each other. They are not mutually exclusive and they all go together. And I will, I'll explain what I mean by that. In other words, I and you cannot be in competition. The statement that I am responsible for my own safety and I am my brother's and sister's keeper are not mutually exclusive. I'm both the dual role that we all have in terms of safety. Because the key point of understanding or a key point of understanding is the fact that I and you both have limitations. Nobody and no thing is perfect. People, first principle of human performance, people are foul, even the best make mistakes. Studies say somewhere between five and 11 mistakes an hour that we make. And it's not because it's intentional. It's not because we're bad. It's not because we're not trying hard enough. It's because we're human. We have limitations. We not can, we will make mistakes, which is where you comes into play. It is, I'm skinning some wire with a knife. Let's take that example. Slip, the knife slips. I've made a mistake. It was a slip. At that point in time, we hope the work methods, we hope everything is in place where that doesn't happen. But in the event that it does, now I'm really glad those safety gloves, you exist. And I'm glad I have them on. And I'm glad that they work. But we also understand those gloves have limitations. And the more we trust them, the more we tend to test them. And sooner or later, we will test them beyond their capacity. It, if, if you think, for instance, safety boots and the metal plate in those safety boots, that stops a lot of foot injuries. You can test it beyond its capacity. Set an outrigger down on top of it. And now those safety boots have just become a dangerous weapon that'll touch your, cut your toes off. So everything in terms of the people and the protective equipment that they employ has limitations. That's why they have to work in concert. Therefore, I, meaning the person performing a task, should always want you, 
meaning protective equipment. As I said before, PPE, always use it, never need it. The second thing is, because of it's important, you got to take care of it. Protect it so it can protect you. So I needs to take care and should take care of you, and you should take care of us. And that can only happen if they work together. So the point we really get to is this. Teams and organizations must do, they have to, their part to make safety possible. If they don't, there's only so far you can go with. It. I heard somebody say one time, an organization can only rise as high as the people that are part of the organization. And at the same time, people can only go as far as their organization will take. And I think that's very true. And it's a good way of thinking about safety is it takes that safety and health management system. It takes culture. It decidedly takes resources, right? Protective equipment in a lot of cases is not cheap, both purchasing it, maintaining it, testing it, replacing it, those sort of things. There has to be a budget for that and a plan for that. So the teams and the organizations have their role, all the use of the world, the manufacturers, it has, they have to make a quality product. They have to train people, teach people how to properly use their products and show people their limitations and those sort of things. But after that's happened, you should also take and maintain control of your own safety, health, and well-being. Nobody's going to do it for you. We want other people to do it for us. We hope they will. We hope all those things are in place. But again, it's that dual role. Everyone in terms of the way we presented this is I and you. Because you are a leader. Even if you don't have positional authority at your organization, you have influence over other people. And the way you work impacts other people. Therefore, you are a leader because part of leadership is influence. So you're a leader and you're part of an organization and a team. In that role, you create culture. And you, in some form or fashion, provide resources and support. And you are also the individual performing work, doing tasks that works with others. So you have that dual role. And the key point and the purpose of this safety paradox discussion is to really think in today's world, because ultimately it is a huge compliment to the manufacturers of protective equipment. They make really good stuff. But the better that stuff gets, the more the car drives itself, the more I can't fall off a pole, the more I can't get burned, I can't get cut, the more cushion my heart hat is, the, the more whatever it is, the better the protective equipment gets. That's a fantastic thing in terms of safety, but it presents a paradox or maybe more importantly, a challenge in the sense, what does that do to risk tolerance? Maybe a good way to close the thought process would be to think about Stephen Covey's circle of influence, where he says, always start with yourself. That's the one thing that you have control of. Maintain control of your own safety, health, and well-being. Then jump into that circle of influence, which is your team, those other people around you, all those yous that you are. And he lists a circle of concern as well. But really, you and I, as we define, have to work together 
in order for safety to truly be possible. Thank you for joining us for this podcast, which was produced by the team at Frontline Utility Leadership and Incident Prevention Magazine. Don't miss our next podcast. Make sure you subscribe at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Until next time, stay safe.